You are now listening to Fancy Plans and Things Radio. It's Friday, baby. Yes, honey, it is finally Friday, and it is your girl Queen's favorite day of the week. Yes, you guys. I am so excited to see Friday, okay? It has been a super busy week. It has been a content creating crazy week. And yeah, I am, I don't know, it's just been it's just been a crazy week, okay? But before we get into everything, I always want to welcome my babes to the show. So if you're just now tuning in to Fancy Plans and Things Radio, welcome. Hi, I'm your host, Queen. I do podcast episodes every week and we talk about all the things, okay? Planner related, girly things, life things serious issues okay we are always going to talk about the serious issues it may be a hard topic a hard conversation to have but it is so necessary to have but hi thank you for showing up this week if you're an oldie but a goodie you're always holding your girl down you're showing up every week hey boo boos how y'all doing okay welcome back welcome back to the show empty okay so y'all can see i've had my coffee this morning i'm being rural extra okay so just 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 know that i'm a little hyped up okay um but yeah other than that i'm feeling really good you guys it just feels good to feel good i am still congested going away it is not as bad as it started out being like oh my god i would wake up in the morning and my chest would just be like super tight and like i would just have to keep coughing and coughing and coughing and have to like break up all that nastiness like it was just it was a hot moving mess okay um but luckily i'm starting to feel better in that area but i feel better all around you guys, I'm just starting to feel really, really good. And I'm happy about that, that I'm having a little bit more um, good days than bad days. Now, if we could just get the sleep schedule on track, because y'all, I am literally a night owl. And I've been like this since I was a baby. My mom said that literally, I would wake up at like 6 to 8 p.m. And I would not go to bed till the next day at like 6 a.m. So I'm still like this. Like I, I literally just, I feel like I need to sleep train myself like a baby. Like it is so bad, but I have insomnia and I've taken medicine to help me go to sleep, but I'm still going to sleep. And then combined with like my thyroid condition and the PCOS, you just kind of feeling sluggish and tired often. Then I, I do go to sleep late. Then I sleep in um, but one thing I am super grateful about is that I used to feel like I was so tired that I had to have a nap every day. And luckily, these past couple weeks, my body is starting to feel a little bit better, and I don't have to have a nap as often. I mean, you could have literally just called me the nap queen, okay? Because naps was my thing, okay? I loved a good nap, which is funny and ironic because y'all remember when we were kids and our parents and our grandparents would be like, okay, baby, oh my God, my grandma was the queen of naps, okay? Granny, ain't nobody taking no nap we just got up and ate breakfast we ready to play my granny would get up she gets up with the chickens y'all she gets up with the chickens she go to bed with the chickens like this is a running joke in our family right and she would get up she would make us breakfast me and my cousin because i used to stay with my grandma during the summer and so me and my cousin we would be like okay we're gonna eat breakfast grandma would ask us what we want grandma hook hook the breakfast up now now me and my cousin right we ready to play we finna play barbies okay and as soon as we start playing barbies good my grandma talking about hey baby come on and take your naps no granny ain't nobody trying to take no nap okay so me and my cousin i know this is the whole story that y'all probably don't need to know but me and my cousin this is hilarious me and my cousin would just finally we just stopped biting her with taking the naps as soon as she said take a nap we'd be like okay because we knew that it was not gonna take no time for granny to go to sleep so granny would get in the bed she would make me lay beside her and my cousin would lay in the other bed that was in the room which was like a little day bed right and she would like pretend to go to sleep i pretend to go to sleep and as soon as my grandma started like she had this little noise that she would make like really like she it's it's like snoring but not snoring it's so hilarious she still does it so it's like like it's that type of noise right so as soon as she starts doing that noise me and my cousin would look at each other and we'd be like granny sleep time to go play and i remember because i was i was younger my cousin was older that she would get i would get out of the bed and we would go in the hallway and there was this floorboard in the hallway that would creak and my grandma was like though she was a deep sleeper she was also somewhat of a light sleeper but my granny was also 
old and black. You don't wait no old black woman up out her nap. So, because you about to get a whooping, okay? So we knew this. We was like, uh-uh, you don't wake granny up for nothing. So my cousin would like walk over the floorboard because she knew how to get over it. And then I would walk up to the floorboard, but I wouldn't step on it. And she would pick me up and carry me over the floorboard and we would go play in the other room. And y'all, we would be playing like crazy. And when my granny wake up, cause we'd be quiet. We ha be having a good time with them Barbies. My granny wake up. She'd be like, Hey baby. We'd be like, Hey granny. She was like, y'all had a good night. Uh-huh. We ain't never been to sleep y'all never been to sleep we done been downstairs ate some snacks we done played to our heart's content we ain't never been to sleep lord and we told my granny when we got older she was like if i hadn't known that i would have whooped y'all little butts and i was like yeah that's why we was keeping that secret granny <laughs> but yeah i think about it now like how i hated naps y'all i literally hated naps who's taking a nap nobody y'all naps today naps today at 36 naps today hit different have you ever taken a nap and went to sleep and when you woke up it was nighttime and you just swore to god that it was the next day or the next night you're like oh my god i'm worked and everything like you just literally just blinked the hell out i love a good nap y'all i've had those types of naps just like i said just call me the nap queen i'm all about a good nap <laughs> Anyway, after I told you guys one of my childhood stories, I hope you enjoyed that. And I told you about the naps. <laughs> Maybe we can get into today's episode. Okay, so you guys, I hope you guys had an amazing Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. First of all, I was a little bummed that Valentine's Day was on a Monday because I was like, dang, you can't really celebrate. But what I also did was I was very excited. Like throughout Black History Month, I have tried to learn a lot of new things. There's so many things out there to still learn. There's so many things to still learn in history. Hell, I'm still even learning my own family story. So I think it's really important for us to kind of like take time to reflect and learn during Black History Month. And one of the things that I found that there was a National Black Love Day. And this day was founded by a Black woman for us all Black people to be able to celebrate our love. There's a lot more to the story. I've, I'm not going to go ahead and give all the information. I honestly feel like people should start doing the work. But once I found out that it was National Black Love Day on Sunday, the day before Valentine's Day, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to celebrate national black love i just thought this was such an amazing holiday because it's something that is for us it's our culture it's us celebrating our loves and our celebrations of being together and things like that and i just thought it was really really important so me and hubs decided to celebrate national black love day you guys saw us dancing together on tiktok we went out for the day and um made some videos together and just spent time together and we had a lot of fun and um, I'm really grateful that I just took the time to like, you know, learn about these different things and learn about these different traditions and things that I can implement to my own life. Um, and not just like during black history month, but 365 days of the year, because I'm not just black for black history month. I'm black all year long. And, you know, so I wanted to celebrate these moments in our lives and making sure that I learn something new and I'm retaining this information because if I ever have children one day, I want to make sure that they really know about their history and their culture and, um, the things that we have done to make the world a little bit better for them. I mean, though it is, it is a, it has been a struggle looking at all the things that have happened during black history month and how people have talked about that racism doesn't exist and and that basically they want to erase our culture and the things that are going on in the world it has been very very frustrating but i'm hoping that we are learning how to start speaking up and start standing up for each other and try to bridge a gap and have true allies out here um and i'm going to get into that topic of allies in a little bit because there are a few things that are just really really bothering me lately that I want to talk about. But yeah, so we did celebrate National Black Love Day. I just thought it was such a beautiful thing. And we had such a great time. And then of course, on Valentine's Day, we didn't necessarily celebrate because hubs had to go to work, which was no big deal. Um, we had already did all our celebrating for the, the day of National Black Love Day. And then um, he came home later and he brought me like some really fancy gourmet cupcakes and they were so adorable and so cute. So I love those. And we just spent time together watching a movie and, you know, hanging out with each other, eating dinner. And then also, you guys, the big thing that happened on Monday was Fancy Plans turned two, officially two years old. And I still not cannot believe that 
I, Queen, started a podcast and I have been here for two years and has grown so much. I have learned so much. I am forever grateful to you, babes. I really just don't know how to say thank you. I will be having a giveaway coming very, very soon. Um, But yeah, I just, I love you, babes, so much. You guys are so freaking amazing. And the love and the support that you guys have shown me out here in this community and the listens of every week, you guys are just amazing. I literally don't know what else to say other than thank you and that I'm so grateful and that it means more to me than you will ever know, you know? So all that being said, remember when I mentioned allies a few moments ago, and I wanted to kind of talk about some stuff um, here that I have seen that's just going on in the community, and it has just really, really um, bothered me. So first of all, I do want to say talk about supporting Black Lives Matter and supporting Black History Month and all of these things are things that you should be doing 365 days a year. This is not when you're supposed to be like, oh, well, this month we're supposed to amplify their voices. And then you wait till something else bad happens in the black community and then go, oh, we're going to amplify their voices again. That doesn't help us. What help us is, is for you to come sit down, listen, learn, and then say, okay, now let me reflect and see how I can apply these things to myself. How can I be a better ally? Some of the things that I have been noticing with allies, and I've talked about this in a few episodes now, but I guess I just have to keep repeating myself and it has become really frustrating, but this is something that is very, very important. I need for people who are not of color and I need people who are saying that there are allies that when someone is calling you out and a lot of times it's not even a call out. Sometimes we're having a private conversation. You know what I mean? Like if we're, we're having a private conversation and we're talking to you and we're breaking things down. Why are you feeling the need to start yelling, I'm not a racist, or you start crying, or you're weaponizing your tears against people? And let me just tell you, the amount of things that I have seen going on um, earlier this week, especially like during the weekend, people are still looking for validation offline. People are still seeking for other people's approval. And here's the thing. Stop seeking the approval of strangers because let's be honest, though we have built some friendships and some bonds online, which is absolutely amazing, a lot of these people are strangers. I literally just told y'all they're here today, gone tomorrow, okay? A lot of these people are not truly here to support you. They are just waiting for your downfall. They are literally behind the scenes talking about you, trying to drag you, hoping and praying for your downfall. So, why are you seeking validation from these people who do not care about you? You're seeking validation and you're seeking attention from the wrong people. And a lot of this stuff is coming off as clout chasing. It just looks like y'all are y'all are just saying, oh, I'm not, I'm an ally. I stand with you because you don't want anybody to call you racist. You don't want anybody to call who you truly are out in the open. Because you're afraid of the backlash, a lot of people are using different things as crutches. They're using these these words, these certain words that are very, very triggering, very, very harmful to others. And I'm not here for it because as a person who is an empath and have all these other little things going on, I don't want to sit down and listen to your drama 24-7. Everybody is having a hard time out here. Everybody is like struggling. So I don't understand why people are just doing the stuff that y'all are doing. Y'all are grown people. Y'all are grown adults. We might can expect some of these things from kids, people who are growing up, people who are still learning. But at this stage in the game, you should really be doing better. I am tired of the people who have been looking, listening, and learning since 2020, apparently, that are now, it's now 2022, and you're still looking, listening, and learning. You're still making mistakes that you that a rookie should be making, okay? And to be honest, I've said this before, if you don't have to be taught how to treat your white counterparts, why are you having such a hard time to learning how to treat your black counterparts? There's nothing different between us other than the melanin in my skin. Y'all have got to do better. This is a call to action to tell you to stop it. Stop it. Take a moment to reflect. When somebody calls you out about something and says, this is this is being performative and these are the things that you have done and said that are very harmful to my community, take a break, stop, listen, learn. And a lot of y'all definitely need to learn the difference between a break and unplugging. And I'm not going to give you the definition because some of y'all actually need to do the work. 
Do the work, people. Do the work that is necessary till you can be standing on the right side of history. Do the work that is necessary so that you are not looking for validation from other people online, but you can seek the validation from yourself. Some of you guys need to take a self-love journey. Some of you guys need to bust open an affirmation book and really dig deep into who you are and look at what you need in your life because when you start building yourself up, then you can build for other people. But you also cannot pour from an empty cup. You can also not be standing here blaming other people for your mistakes. You cannot victim blame. You cannot victim shame. You cannot come and tell anyone that, oh, I'm so sorry. I was hurt. This is why I made this mistake. Because when you start doing that, you're pointing your finger at other people instead of taking accountability. And that's the word that is missing in this whole situation with a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys are not taking accountability for your actions. And when you do take accountability, you are still pointing your finger at other people. No, you and you alone caused this problem. It's your actions. You guys have got to, this is why I talk about think twice, speak once. I learned this from my mama because when I was a kid, I had the smartest mouth on earth and my mama would, oh, she would be so mad with me a lot of times. Okay. The amount of times that I got my little butt spanked for just talking crap, just, just not even thinking, just whatever came to my, my mind, I just let it slide right on out my mouth. And my mama used to be like, think twice, speak once. Like, just think about it twice. I'm telling y'all, because some things that you can say to people, some things that you can do to people, you cannot take those things back. You can apologize for them. You can be truly sorry, but what the damage is already done. A person can even forgive you, but that don't mean they're going to forget about what you done did, sis. And there are people who are taking the misfortunes and things that are happening to black people in this community and black people speaking up, especially black women speaking up and standing up and coming together and defending themselves. Now we are angry. We're aggressive. Every stereotype that you guys can think of, that's what you throw at us. But nobody sees the rocks that you are throwing behind the scenes. Nobody sees that how you're stalking people online or you're saying mean things or you're doing mean things behind the scene. And then when somebody calls you out, then you're crying and pointing the finger at other people. That is not okay. And we definitely not going to do it during Black History Month. Y'all have got to do better. It is really frustrating to have to keep talking about this. It's frustrating to have to keep saying these things and reminding grown people that they have to take accountability. And even more so reminding people that sometimes you need to just take a break, step back from the internet, step back from this, because apparently these people's opinions of you are way more valuable in your mind to you than it should be. I don't care what anybody else thinks of me because I know who I am. I know who Queen is every day. I validate myself offline. So when I get online, I'm still validated. And I don't have to seek for validation. I don't have to seek for attention because I give myself those things offline. I make sure that the people, and I say this every week, make sure the people that are in your circle are the people who are pouring into you and you are pouring into them. Some of y'all need to find real friends because if you had real friends, y'all would not be cutting up on this internet like you're doing. Because your real friends would be like, no ma'am, no ma'am, let me have your phone, honey, because you're doing too much. No ma'am, you need to take accountability for that. I would rather for my friends to tell me that I'm wrong, tell me that I'm making a mistake, than to have me standing out here looking like a fool. And honey, that has been a lot of that lately. People, friends out here just letting them look like boo-boo the fool. A whole clown out here. I would be side-eyeing some of these people that y'all are calling friends and besties out here, y'all. Because friends don't let other friends look like fools. Okay, that should literally be the podcast title. Friends don't let friends look like fools because I don't understand. I don't understand these actions and these moves that y'all are making. Y'all have got to do better when it comes to this type of stuff. And when it comes to supporting black men and women in this community, when it comes to supporting the LBGTQIA community, when it comes to supporting people in general, 
make sure you're doing it from the right perspective that you're doing it not for self-preservation because i think a lot of y'all are doing it so y'all be like oh my god yeah i support the black community you just want somebody to pat you on the back because you support the black community but that's not how it works and stop supporting people i have noticed that my numbers have really grown this month and i do want to say that i have put in work this month i have but at the same time i have this whole thing in the back of my head that i know a lot of these people who have followed me are only following me because it's black history month and that's not cool because I am black 365 days of the year, not for just February. We need genuine support and love in this community. We need people to be treated equal in this community. And in order to do that, the people who are causing the harm need to stop and take a moment and reflect. You got to do better, y'all. You've got to do better and you know one of the other things that i've been thinking about you guys like i said this is another one of those episodes where i just got a lot of things that i've just been thinking about things that i want to call out and i was on tiktok and i've been you know i told y'all tiktok is like literally a rabbit hole but i was scrolling through tiktok and i saw um people talking about critical race theory and i I mean i'm still I'm, i'm just continuing to see this like just being posted everywhere on social media and i absolutely understand it and i understand that i have friends who are teachers and you know, look, I'm I'm gonna talk about my own experience of learning black history in school. I remember that one of my fondest like remem- memories of black history, and the reason why I say fondest is because the teacher, which was white, um, he he recognized that something was wrong. And that's and this was very important to me. It was the first time that in all the years that I've been in school and I was in high school, that all the years that I've been in school that we were learning about black history and learning about the things I remember watching. Um, I remember the teacher in kindergarten, not kindergarten, I want to say I was in like maybe first or second grade. It was somewhere around there. I remember the teacher decided to show us roots, right? And I remember that her disclaimer before her putting the movie on was that make sh- that the things that are being said in this movie, she didn't want any of the kids to be repeating, that they were offensive and harmful, right? But even me knowing this, I, I again, like I said, my first experience with racism was when I was four, right? I remember I was in daycare. Me and this little girl got into it. And I've told this story before, but basically me and this little girl got into it. And 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 long as I had been going there, this, me and this little girl did not like each other. She didn't like me and I ain't like her. The feeling was mutual, okay? Um, but this particular day, I forgot what happened. My mom dropped me off at daycare. I feel like we were like, we're all like sitting around in front of this TV and we were playing. And I think I stood up in front of the TV. I don't know why I stood up, but I stood up and I don't know if I was playing or I was doing something, but this little girl, she was like, get out the way or something. And then me and her started arguing. She shoved me and I shoved her. Now shoving each other, basically, she was like, go back where you came from, you black. And then she said the N-word, okay? And at that time, I'm, I'm four. And this is how you know that racism is taught because me being the black kid, had no clue that she said the wrong word because i told my mom what she said but i still didn't like my brain didn't even think about the n-word okay this is how you know that racism is taught i was so wrapped up on she called me black and i couldn't understand what she meant by that either because i i remember going home and i got the black crayon and my mom was trying to explain to me that like black was like what my like nationality like my race is like that's what's on the you know the my my birth certificate or whatever i i still i was like "Uh uh-uh i don't understand what you're saying i didn't i didn't understand like i just didn't get it okay and i remember taking this this going to my crayon box i got my crayon box i got the black crayon and i got the brown crayon and i was like mom this is black this is brown i'm brown what are you talking about like she I remember she tried to explain that to me for about a good hour and I wasn't hearing nothing of what she was saying about that black. I didn't want to hear it at all. So she took me to my grandma's house and was like trying to get my grandma to explain it to me. And I didn't want to hear what granny was trying to say either. The only thing that I accepted out of that whole conversation that me and my granny had, my granny put her arm next to me and my granny was like maybe one to two shades darker than I am. And she said, 
put your arm next to mine. And she said, I'm brown, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, you're brown, right? And I said, yeah. She said, well, all right. That means we soul sisters. There's nothing different between us. She said, you see, I'm a little bit darker than you. And she explained that to me. And she said, there's nothing, there's nothing, basically that just because I was lighter and she was darker, there was no difference in us. And that the only thing that I could understand was that me and her were soul sisters. And I enjoyed that because I went home and I was like, mama, guess what? Me and grandma are soul sisters. Okay. And I just couldn't understand. And when I'm, I'm seeing all this to say is that this is how you know that racism is taught and that people are teaching the difference of color and skin in their home because I, I had no clue what was happening. Right. And as I didn't know what was happening also, we're going to fast forward to school when the teacher was like showing roots and stuff. And I'm, I was a child that was very familiar with roots by this time, my first and second grade, third grade, I was very familiar with roots because back in my day, okay, I'm, I'm a little old. I'm about to tell my age for real. Black history month was something completely different than it is today. Black history month was when they had on TV, you was going to watch roots because if anybody has ever watched roots, if you're a person of color and you watch roots, you know, you're going to be watching roots for three weeks. Okay. Kizzy and chicken George, you're going to be watching that for about three weeks. Cause they come on TV. You're going to watch about 30 minutes every night of that. And then they're going to have some other black, you know, history type of movie, like the movie queen. Um, they're going to have, they had a lot of educational things on TV during black history month. I also learned a lot of different things about Black History Month, and I can't wait to go home because I'm going to bring these books to my house because my mom has Black History Encyclopedia books, um, and she's had them for as long as I can remember. I remember doing school reports out of those books, and I'm going to bring them home to my house because I've always wanted them because I said if I ever have children, I wanted to pass those books down to them because they can learn a lot about Black History in those encyclopedia books. So I, let's fast forward to back to what I was saying, you guys. Like I was in high school. And this was the first time in all the years of having black history taught to us and what we were learning in the history books that a teacher picked up on my vibe. So I remember this had probably been about probably about three days of us learning about black history. And I mean, we even had a debate in class. And the teacher was asking a lot of us black students to kind of speak and tell how we felt. And I wasn't saying nothing. And and one thing y'all know about me, I have always been like this. I have RBF. I have had RBF pretty much all my life. If you don't know what RBF is, it is resting in face. Okay. I have that seriously. If I don't like something, you're going to know it because it's going to be on my face. So this is probably like the third day where we had these conversations in class and i wasn't saying much a couple other students black students had said something i wasn't saying nothing because i wasn't i wasn't feeling it okay i wasn't feeling what was being taught and i will never forget um the teacher asked me he it was a guy he asked me i can't remember his name at the top of my head but I, i remember he he asked me to stay after class and it was the first time a white teacher had asked me was i being hurt by what was being taught in his class and what he could do to make changes and make things better and what was my story and my experience. I was so caught off guard by what he asked me and what he said to me because nobody had ever taken a moment to say these black students have a different view of America. They have, they, every day they come into this classroom and they have a different view because at one point we were having a debate in this class and I will never, ever forget this. I, let me tell you something. If I could have slapped this girl into next week, I would have slapped her into next week if I could have in that classroom because she, we were having this debate about how slavery started, things that were like, in the beginning stages of what happened with slavery and this girl was like you can't blame us because your own people sold you and i was like oh ish bitch i know you didn't i know you didn't just get up here and say our own people sold us and that is your your like and we don't have nothing as always i wasn't a part of that i don't have anything to do with 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 slavery okay so here's the thing we still using those same words. So let me go back before I get to that part. Cause that happened that day. And then the teacher asked me that situation and I was so shocked by that whole thing. Right. I went home and I could not get 
him out of my head. I could not get his words out of my head. I think I was just literally flabbergasted that somebody literally took the moment to say that they actually cared and they wanted to know if they were teaching the right thing, what they what they could do to fix it. Okay. I have never had a teacher who was not of color say this. Okay. And I went to school in the South. I grew up in the South. And like I said, I told y'all, when we go home, we see them big signs that be literally saying Trump pants. We be seeing the little Confederate flags flying. Like we be seeing this stuff. Okay. So we know what we're dealing with when we go back home. I go to school and the next morning I decide, okay, I'm going to go and explain to the teacher what my thoughts and feelings were because I couldn't articulate and I couldn't get out my, my thoughts because I was just literally still shocked that some, this person was seeming to care. So I, I remember I went to school the next day and I made sure I got there early so that I could go to my teacher's classroom and I could, you know, see if I could have a conversation with him. And I went and I had this conversation with him. And I explained to him that my first experience with racism was when I was four. And every time I tell someone who is not of color that my first experience with racism was when I was four and me not understanding and me then me realizing that racism is taught and me also going to a predominantly white elementary school and being told by other kids that my mommy and daddy said that I can't play with you because you're not the same color as me. Okay. These are things that I'm experiencing at four, five, six years old. Right. And I'm saying all this stuff to say, because look, if my, if my four-year-old black self was old enough to experience racism, your four-year-old, your five-year-old, your six-year-old, your seven-year-old, whatever age they are, none color of child is old enough to learn about it. Okay. And I feel like a lot of the reason why black history and critical race theory and all these things that y'all don't want to teach in school, because a lot of people go, oh, slavery didn't happen. Slavery isn't real. The reason why y'all don't want this stuff taught is because you're afraid that you might find mamma and papa in your history books. You might find out that your mamma and papa and great papa was uh, racist, that they was hanging black folks in the yard, lynching. You might find out that maybe your great, great grandmama was eating black folks boiling black folks scalping black folks own slaves i think that's what it is y'all are afraid to find out since slavery is so fake and it didn't really happen that's what y'all worried about you worried that you're gonna you're gonna slip up in one of them history books or read one of them names in that book and you're gonna find out that you come from you're a descendant of mama and papa That, that, that's what literally what I'm thinking it is. So I remember explaining to the teacher my experience with racism. And I remember talking to him about it. And I remember his face and I remember him saying, oh my God, I had no idea. And he said, I am so grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful that you were able to come and have this conversation with me. And I have a better understanding. When I tell you that the man applied what I said to him, and this is how I knew that he actually, he definitely cared because not only that day when class came and we started applying, talking about racism, he had already asked me and I told him, yeah, I just didn't want him to say who it was in class. I wasn't ready to to really be out here slapping these kids in their mouth. Um, so for, you know, getting slick, but I, he asked me, could he share some of my story? And I told him he absolutely and as he was sharing the story, the white kids are all looking crazy, like, oh, my God, that really happened? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it really happened. Because some of y'all are raised in a household who are being taught that black people are beneath you. We are less than the bubble gum on the bottom of your shoe. Y'all will break y'all necks. Y'all will prosecute somebody for hurting a dog before you prosecute somebody who kills a black man or a black woman out in the streets like a dog the dog is more important than a black life but some of y'all don't hear me though <laughs> some of y'all ain't feeling me out here today you know i'm just gonna go ahead and say some of y'all ain't feeling me when are we gonna actually have change 
See, these are the things that we really need to be talking about. These are the issues that we really need to be bringing at hand because a lot of people don't understand. Again, I say that if my four-year-old ass could experience racism at four, your four-year-old, your five-year-old, whatever age they are, seven, eight, nine, ten, honey, and from age eight to 80, you can ex- you can learn about it. You can take time to hear my black experience. You can take time to listen to black history because slavery didn't end that long ago. Segregation didn't happen that long ago. If you ever watch Ruby Bridges, because a lot of y'all don't know about Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges is in her 80s. Tell me y'all need to do some research. And again, I say the reason why y'all don't want to do it, (laughs) the reason why y'all don't want it taught in school Especially some of y'all wealthy folks out there, y'all worry that somebody gonna find out that your your, your great mama and your great papa was part of the KKK. Hmm. Y'all don't want us to know that y'all was out here lynching black folks, being black folks, selling slaves, raping and and, and beating black men and women. Y'all don't want us to know that your family was a part of that and that you are, you're a part of the generation. So what you want to do? You want to sweep it under the rug. You want to take it out of the schools because you don't want us to, you don't want nobody to know. You don't want people to learn. Because racism is very real. I'm 36 years old and my first experience was with racism was when I was four. So in 32 years, in 30 something years, nothing has changed. I am still experiencing racism to this day. The only thing that has changed is the year the only thing that has changed is that now we are at least free we are at least able to walk around freely but not too freely because you know you you could be walking and minding your own business and still get shot dead so tell me why y'all don't want to talk in school tell me that Tell me why you don't really want black history taught. Tell me why you really don't want critical race theory taught. And the system is set up for white people to always win. The system has always, was never built for black people. It was never built for people of color in mind. Black indigenous people of color have never been anywhere near where white people are today. We are always second and behind. No matter how much we shine, we're still always second. We're still always less than. And it's sad. And what's even more sad is to watch these people take part in our culture. Y'all wearing the box braids. Y'all out here doing the dance challenges. Y'all listening and rapping the songs that are made for us before we listening and rapping the songs. But at the end of the day, you still don't want no parts of us. You want to take in culture, appropriate everything that we have. You want to take and twist it and make it your own. You want to whitewash it. You want to rinse it through the cycle to make it better fit you. But when we do it, it's something It's something out of, oh my God, that's just atrocious. Oh my God, how egregious. Like, oh my God, you know, really? How many times have white women went to work and they have been told that their hair is inappropriate? None. But black women, we're constantly told that the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act, the way our hair looks is inappropriate. It's not work appropriate. Yet people out here wanting to touch our hair. Oh my God, the texture is so strange. What about my crown? What about my tresses? It's so strange to you. I mean, <laughs> I need some answers. I, I hope we can open up a conversation to have, have some true dialect on here and have some real answers. Because, honey, it has been a mess out here looking at the things that are happening on TikTok, looking at the things that are happening on Instagram, looking at the things where people are just literally pointing the finger at other people and not taking accountability for their actions and the things that they are saying and doing people who are not taking care of their mental health and then putting in on other people for other people to take care of their mental health. It's a lot out here. And just because I'm black, it is not my job to educate you. It is your job to educate yourself. It is your job to start realizing that, oh my gosh, I need to learn these things and I need to stand up and speak up. And when I see something being done and said and doing wrong, I need to call it to attention and say, hey, this is not it. I need some of y'all to start having them hard conversations with my mom, papa. See, we know, see, as black people, we know our black history. 
we know about our the, the slavery we know about the beatings and the whippings and the mentality that our black people have and the how we're trying to break generational curses and trauma and ptsd and all the things that are going on in our household but have you talked to your family have you asked them how they contributed to the black community have you asked your great grand grandpa paul if he's still living what did, was what side was he on some of y'all need to ask y'all family some hard-hitting questions. Some of y'all need to call them out. See, that's the part of being an ally is when you see something, you say something. <laughs> but y'all don't hear me though. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just out here letting y'all know. It's, it's, sometimes you just have to go ahead and give people the real tea because I think a lot of people just think that black history is just, oh, black people are mad at everything. We angry all the time. We upset. Damn right we mad. We mad that we've never been treated fairly. We're mad that dogs are, are deemed higher than us. People will prosecute someone for killing a dog, but a black man or woman laying dead in the street don't phase them. Let that sink in. Hmm. I'm telling y'all, y'all gotta, y'all got y'all really need to start taking accountability. Y'all need to self-reflect. Y'all need to sit down and take some time to really figure out who you are as a person. But most importantly, y'all also need to learn how to validate yourselves at home, validate yourselves outside of this, this planet community or on, online, on the internet, because a lot of y'all sitting on Beyonce's good-ass internet waiting for other people to validate you. Validation starts at home. Building self-love starts at home. Y'all got to take time to start thinking. Y'all got to take time to reflect. Man, I mean, seriously, it's a lot going on. One of the other things I want to talk to you babes about this week too, y'all, is that there is a line between keeping it real and just being plain old nasty. Um, I I witnessed something this week where a, a message was like, basically somebody saw it and they DM'd me about it. And I literally went to go see what was happening. And I, I saw what was happening and I saw why people were offended and I was very much offended. Um, I'm trying to see if I'm going to just go ahead and say this without, uh, you know what? I don't care. I honestly, I don't care. So this person had posted in their stories like, oh, make sure you guys have fun and go wild. Um, you know, this is the time of the year, basically, when you go see the people that you really love online and they don't look the same after they've been using filters, right? And as a person who absolutely loves filters, you guys know I love filters. You guys know I love makeup. I, honey, I don't, my hair be different each and every day, okay, pretty much. Um, I found this really offensive because a lot of people who use filters are just using filters to have fun like me. And there's some people who are really, you know, like using filters because maybe they have like super bad acne or they're, you know, they don't like the way their skin looks or honestly, it don't even matter. I don't care why you're using a filter. Okay. Use the filter, honey, because I'm sure they're going to use it. Okay. My point was, how dare you say something so mean? where you're trying to like call yourself keeping it real and i did call this person out i did like basically send them a message and this person said oh well i have been really shocked a few times you know and i'm just like wow really so now we're we're going we're just bashing people for how they look we're bashing other human beings for maybe something that they can't control. This is what we're doing now. But yet you thought you were keeping it real. You're just being honest. No, you're just being downright mean. And at some point, I feel like you're low-key just being a bully. But I wonder, would you have felt the same way if somebody had to turn the shoe on the other foot? It is so... I just, I just can't wrap my head around how people can be so nasty and so vile on the internet. And just cross these big ass huge ass boundaries of just crossing the line of just being straight up disrespectful because to me personally it was very disrespectful it was very distasteful and I didn't like it one bit and I let it be known that I didn't like it because I was like whoa this ain't passing the vibe check at all sis like this is not it 
if there is someone self-conscious about the way they look or they have anxiety about the way they look or any of those things going on internally, you just made it 10 times worse by saying that. I think people need to really start reflecting. Again, it goes back to think think twice, speak once. You need to start thinking and reflecting on the things that you are about to say because some things that you say can be really harmful and damaging to other people. And while it is not our jobs to work on other people's mental health, it is your job to be aware of the things that you are saying. It is your job to realize that maybe this could be triggering for someone else. We are all in control of our own mental health, but it is our job to make sure that we are doing the right things, making sure that we're speaking up, we're saying these certain things, and making sure that they're said in a way that we're not triggering somebody else. I immediately was like very disgusted by this person. And I just was like, this this is pretty much the last straw. I mean, some other stuff had happened before that, but this literally was like the last straw for me seeing this online. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I really am not interested in following you. I'm not really interested in being a part of anything that you got going on um, because you are triggering me. Okay. And she's not triggering me, you know, like if she's triggering me and I don't really, yeah, everybody has like self-esteem issues every now and again, every, you don't wake up every day, just loving the skin that you're in. Okay. We all have our moments, but if you're triggering me, a person who I feel like I'm pretty confident, I'm pretty aware of who I am as a person. I'm pretty aware that I'm plus size. Like I'm aware of all of those things. It doesn't bother me. Um, or fat, whatever you want to call it. Um, it doesn't bother me. But for you to say those types of things, it's very triggering to me because the amount of times that I have been in school and I have been, I was bullied for the way I looked or the way I dressed or for just being different. Um, and for you to say those types of things and it's triggering me, imagine somebody who is really going through it. Imagine somebody who is in a really bad mental space and are really like aware of how they look and they think, oh my God, I look terrible and I hate this about myself and I hate that about myself and other people hate it too. And now you're going to go out and now you got this on your back. You got this involuntary monkey on your back because somebody else done said something that just triggers you. It's not okay. Y'all need to start thinking before you speak. And there is a line from being just, I'm keeping it real and I'm telling the truth or I'm trying to tell a little jokey joke versus I'm just coming off straight up mean. Because after I said that the vibe didn't pass, you know, she didn't pass the vibe check, right? She still gave the excuse of, oh, well, I have been really shocked a few times. But girl, what if somebody had said they were shocked by seeing you? You know, like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, I don't understand. Like, I really, really feel like y'all need to wrap your mind around some of these stuff that y'all be saying. Y'all need to really say it to yourself first. Say it to yourself. And if it don't pass the vibe check with you after you said it out loud to yourself, don't post it online. Don't post it online. And see, the thing is, these type of people who do these types of things and say these types of things, their habit is like, oh, I'm just keeping it real. No, you're just keeping it mean. You're giving off mean girl energy. You're giving, you're giving off jealousy vibes. That ain't it, sis. Ew. Ew. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Like, no. Like, we don't want your bad energy. You can keep that to yourself. I do not want anybody's bad energy swaying my way. I don't want your negativity swaying my way. All of 2022, I'm trying to keep positive vibes. I'm setting boundaries. I am sticking to those boundaries. And see, that's the thing. A lot of y'all don't know what a boundary is. A lot of y'all mamas didn't teach y'all what not to say and what, what to say. Some of y'all just ain't got no cooth. Y'all just out here just doing whatever and wilding out in this planner community and saying whatever you want. But see, y'all gonna run across the wrong person and they gonna check you, honey. And when they check you, it's, oh, honey, it's gonna devastate you. Stop it. Stop it. And a lot of y'all need to just get offline, period, and just take a break. And again, I said, take a break. Now, unplug, take a break. But again, I'm going to need y'all to do y'all homework on versus unplugging versus taking a break. Because a lot of y'all don't know what that is. A lot of y'all talking about, I'm taking a break and be gone for 15 minutes like you went to the bathroom. Um, No, ma'am. You just took a potty break. That's not a break. 
y'all need to start figuring out who you are offline and so that way you can be a better person and a better version of yourself when you are online because what is happening is it's giving me very you can't sit with me this is mean girl vibes i think i'm better than you um victim blaming white tears violence it is a lot of that going on in this community lately and i have been so over it and i'm talking to y'all very harshly today and hard i know i'm beating it with my chest a little bit but look i still love y'all out here in this community but a lot of us have definitely got to do better and this is a part of like having hard conversations of where we're speaking up and we're talking about things that are not necessarily easy but also a lot of you guys need to be called into checking into yourself and taking accountability be self-aware of the things that you are doing and this goes all the way back to if you would take that self-love journey take care of yourself take care of yourself not just just physically but take care of your mental health a lot of y'all would see a change and your mental health is your responsibility. That is your responsibility. You cannot say that your mental health is my responsibility and this person's responsibility and that person's responsibility. Your mental health is your responsibility. Woo, okay, let me go ahead and get off my soapbox because I know y'all like, honey, you have been on your soapbox for a minute. I know, I've been on there for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna get off the soapbox, but I, I had to call some of y'all out. Some of y'all have got to do better, okay? Some of y'all need to think twice, speak once. I literally think I might name this episode Think Twice, Speak Once because y'all, some of y'all really need to. Y'all got to do better. Y'all have got to do better. I feel like every week I'm telling y'all, y'all got to do better. Come on now. Especially when, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that because you know what? Y'all going to be like, ooh, queen. So let me not even say that. But some of y'all, y'all need to figure out if you keeping it real, are you crossing the line? Y'all need to figure out the things that y'all out here saying to people would it be okay if they said it to you? Because I know it wouldn't be. I know it wouldn't be. And I also know that a lot of people out here in this community, you know, the first thing that people want to say, oh, I'm, I'm just here to plan. Oh, this is just a hobby. And all of that is fine. But look, me being black is not just a hobby. You being mean is not just a hobby. Well, it could be a hobby to you, honey, because of the way the rate these people are going out here, it just seems like it's a hobby for them, okay? But I do know that misery loves company. And I will say that, like I said about my mental, uh, my mental health is my, you know, me for me to take care of and your mental health is for you to take care of but i do realize that you know what you're gonna have to draw boundaries with a lot of people out here in this community we're gonna have to start saying you know what I, if this person is triggering me i can remove myself um and i don't have to explain my mental health and your, my triggers to you i can i'm gonna just unfollow you i'm gonna mute you whatever i need to do to protect my peace because protecting our peace is very important and i have realized especially as a black woman you have to protect your peace at all costs because these people will have you out here angry ready to cuss them out and ready to literally put your hands on somebody because they are constantly disrespecting and crossing a line you know it really has you feeling like oh it's on site honey <laughs> no words needed on site when i see you it's gonna when i see you it's gonna be it okay it's gonna be that when i see you that's that's really how these people have you out here feeling but i have learned that like i said my mental health is my mental health and that i'm going to set boundaries and i'm not going to let people cross them and i'm going to continue to call out the bs when i see it because honestly i have seen a lot of bs it has been a lot of bs within these last couple of weeks concerning black lives matter concerning people just saying mean nasty things concerned with people just using weaponizing their white tears that has been something that has been going on lately i mean i just literally saw somebody have a whole like meltdown okay in their stories this past weekend for no reason for no reason people have got to handle their emotions and they have got to put themselves in check better than they are so y'all with all that being said i am gonna go ahead and officially get off my soapbox i did say i was gonna get off so i'm gonna get off my soapbox um i have just really enjoyed this week this week has been super busy but i've created a lot of content also I, one of the things that i wanted to talk about is that me and hubs did a date night earlier this week and you know like i have just re remembered like 
me and hubs have done date night but because it's been you know covid day night isn't something that we get to do like regularly yeah we do go out and eat and stuff like that but like we had like a full-on actual date night i got dressed up did my makeup and we went out to the state fair and i had such a blast photos and videos coming soon because i'm basically saving it for something super cute that you guys will see um today because it's friday but we had so much fun, you guys. And one thing it reminded me is that when you are a couple and you're like, you know, we're kind of, you feel like you're kind of in a rut, especially with COVID. Reminder, just, just go out for a simple date night, something fun. Get dressed up, do your makeup, do your hair, get, get your hubs dressed up. Y'all, even if it's just a casual date night, just go and have fun. Remember to date your partner and just try to, you know, spice things up a little bit, because let me just tell you, I know that it has been hard living in this, this Rona, okay, this panorama, it has been ridiculous lately, with just trying to figure out safe ways to have a date night, not be so fearful that you're going to catch, you know, COVID with, you know, Omicron and Delta Cron and all these crons and, and, oh, it's just like mutating left and right. But I, I really have realized that date night was just definitely good for my soul. It made me feel really good. I've been happy all week. I've been smiling all week. And it was something that I really, really missed. And date night was something that me and my hubs did a lot before COVID. So before COVID, every Tuesday night was like our movie date night. That was our thing. I would get dressed up. He would get come home from work. He would shower. Sometimes we would like y'all have this really big purse. So don't judge me, but I have like this super huge purse. And sometimes like when he got off work, it would be so close to the movie time. So I would make dinner and I would put dinner like in some Tupperware and I'll put the Tupperware in my purse, honey. And we'll be eat dinner and a movie right at the movie theater. Okay. Um, yes. Come to the movies with queen because I'm gonna have all the food and all the snacks in my big old purse. Okay. They don't check the purse. Now one time y'all, I don't know what do you, I don't have any kids y'all, but I've been around a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids in my family. But I don't know why kids can smell food. Kids can smell food like bloodhounds. I remember I had some food in my purse. And, you know, you crack the Tupperware and the, the food starts smelling. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it'll mix in with the little popcorn smell. And, you know, some kid was like, mommy, I smell food. And I was just like, oh, my God. And the child was like, mommy, don't you smell it? It smells so good. Mm. And I was just like, this poor child is going to rat me out at any moment. Like the kid was looking for the food. And I was just like, this child is going to rat me out at any moment and be like, this lady brought food up in here. And I was, I was literally in a panic. Okay. But you know, like, Look, look, child, I had to eat, okay? And I was not about to buy that high-priced, tasteless food at the movie theater. Like, no, I didn't want no cheese sticks, okay? I wanted something to eat. And, yeah, the, the poor child was about to rat me out. I just knew it. I just knew that the, the movie police people was going to come get me by having this food in this theater because this child had sniffed it out and had told the whole world. Um, but, yeah, so come with me to the movie theater because I'm always going to have the snacks and the food, honey. Um, your girl your girl likes food. I am definitely a foodie. Now, I have a question for y'all. Speaking of that, are you guys foodies? Like, how many foodies do I have out here listening? Because I swear, good food is like the way to my heart, okay? When Hubs brought me them cupcakes the other day, first of all, I really love cupcakes. If you don't know nothing else about me, I love cupcakes cakes i have loved cupcakes since i was a little girl for as long as i can remember i have loved cupcakes don't bring me no birthday cake i mean i'm gonna eat it because it's good but honestly if you bring me a birthday cupcake oh my god i don't know what it is about a cupcake that just it, it gives me life y'all see how much i love food okay let me just stop sounding kind of fat okay um but yeah how many of y'all are foodies out there like is food like the way to your heart like if somebody brings you something to eat like your favorite dinner or your favorite drink or something like that is it like the way to your heart because I feel like food is low-key one of the ways to my heart um I'm also very like what is your love language I would love to know what are y'all love languages my hub's love language is acts of service and my love love language is a mixture of like acts of service and um kind of like words of affirmation type of thing um so i'm a very lovey-dovey type of person which drives him crazy because he's not super like lovey-dovey so after a while i have to like give him his face but i just be i'm kind of like that baby that's on that reel that's like you love me 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 
You love me? You love me? I'm that type of person. So, yeah, I'm steady telling you that I love you all day. And I'm just wanting to cuddle and kiss you. And, yeah, I can't help myself, okay? I'm a very lovey-dovey person, which a lot of people don't expect me to be. But I am. And I don't know. But it drives my husband crazy sometimes. So, I'll just be like, okay, let me get him a break from the love. Because he's trying to, like, girl, I love you. Now, just leave me alone. (laughs) But yeah, I would love to know what is your love language, you know, because it is the season of love. So tell me, what is your love language? Are you a foodie? Let's open up a discussion because I have questions. I want to know. I want to know what it's like. And if you have been married, how long have you been married? If you're just in a relationship, you're not married. I still want to know how long have y'all been together? I'm nosy. Come break, come share the tea with your girl um, and tell me like what your favorite thing is about your spouse. And I will, or your partner, and I will tell you what my favorite thing is about my guy. So my favorite thing about him is he is so patient. And it's because I don't have any patience. I don't have any patience. I'm very short patient. Like, I, I know that I keep saying I want kids and y'all are like, girl, you're going to need a lot of patience. I, I just, I don't. He's very patient and he is... It takes a lot for him to just get, like, super upset. Like, you got to really be working his nerve for him to, like, start, like, getting crazy and be like, ah, you getting out my nerve, like, you're getting crazy. It takes a lot. So, he is super patient. He is super kind. And one of my other favorite things about him is that um, he is nerdy. And I like it. And it's funny because anytime I need anything, whether it's something for my computer, something for my camera, a mic for the podcast, anything that I need that's like has to do with electronics or computers or stuff. He is sitting down researching for hours and watching all the videos. He's learning how to fix stuff. He's taking things apart and put them back together, you know, watching YouTube videos. He is very, very nerdy and I love it. And um, I think it's hilarious. He, you know, it's just, it's the cutest thing ever. I love seeing him in his element. Like he's watching documentaries on the TV all the time. He's trying to learn different stuff all the time. And yeah, it's just his nerdness coming out. And I just think it's the cutest thing ever. Um, That and his patience just chef's kiss just makes him just such an amazing guy um because yeah I don't really have any patience and I'd be like you know you know that commercial be like it's my money and I want it now I'm kind of like it's it's I want it now whatever it is I want it now (laughs) so anyways you guys I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here those are like the little things that I wanted to know I thought it would be kind of fun to like ask those questions uh, because it's all about the month of love yeah so that is it for this week's episode I do want to remind you babes who are part of the patreon crew the bonus episode will be going up very very soon which I'm very excited about you guys will get a bonus episode this month and I'm excited about it um so if you have not signed up for the patreon you can do that I will have the link um, down below in the description so you guys can go ahead and hit that link and sign up for Patreon. Um, I am so grateful for all the babes who are supporting me over there. You guys are freaking amazing. I love you guys so much. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing Friday. Remember that Sunday is what? Uh-huh, girl. It is self-care Sunday, hunty. So make sure you do something for you. Make sure you take time to recharge. And remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup, okay? And until next time, stay fancy.